church when a lot of churches aren't gathering. It's a sad thing, isn't it? I don't know how they cope without gathering together with God's people. Father, we just uh, commit this time to you this morning and Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the joy that you give us. And I pray, Lord, that even this morning you would restore to us the joy of your salvation. Help us this morning, Lord, and equip us to be the people you've called us to be and the work you've called us to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I woke up that scripture this morning. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Psalm 51. It's a psalm of repentance where David is repenting for his sin. But, yeah, I think often we need to have that joy of our salvation restored. I remember when I was first saved, uh, there was just so much overflowing joy that you couldn't contain it. Um, two weeks after I got saved, I, was, uh, I got a job in the coal mine. So I was fresh in the coal mine. And they, uh, the pastor and his wife gave me a little pack of uh, memory verses. So I would sit in the shuttle car waiting to be filled with coal and I'd be reading these little memory verses, things like Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. You know, By grace you're saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is a gift of... So I'd go over these scriptures over and over again as I'm sitting there with my cap lamp on, pitch black dark, got my cap lamp on, looking at these scriptures, waiting to get filled up with coal. And uh, one of the guys that was uh, continually mocking me uh, walked past, and he says, oh, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I've got these little scriptures here, the little portions of the Bible. And he sort of walked off muttering something. And uh, Anyway, lunchtime comes, crib time we called it. So we're all sitting in a little crib room, which is just a little dugout in the coal mine, you know, just a little, it's all coal walls and coal floor, nothing fancy. All that's in there is a pie oven and, a, and an urn and a table. So we're all s sitting down ready to hook into our tucker and uh, this guy says hold it nobody nobody touched their food yet everybody stopped what's going on he said father graham has got a message for us <laughs> i was only saved about two weeks i'm thinking lord what am i going to do so i <laughs> the scripture for the day <coughs> So I got up and I read the scripture for the day. It could have been Ephesians 2, 8, 9, I don't remember. So they're all sort of dumbfounded. These coal miners all sitting there with their jaws dropped, wondering, why is he reading scriptures in the coal mine? So that was, that was it. It was a bit of a joke for, the, for him, I think. But I thought, well, Lord, you know, you could use that. So the next day, guess what? The same thing happened. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day, <coughs> we were actually having, there's a fairly new coal mine, so we were having new starters coming all the time. So they'd be there in their nice white little hats and sit down to hook into their tucker and this guy would say, hold it! Don't eat! Father Graham has got a message for us. <laughs> so I, I would stand up and read my little passage for the day. <laughs> so I got thrown in the deep end. So what I'm saying today is, be careful when you get equipped with the gospel. 
because the Lord may throw you into the deep end and give you an incredible opportunity to share your faith. <coughs> so how this message come about was uh, a couple of Saturday mornings ago, my wife wakes up and she says, um, what do you remember about those scriptures we learned years ago when we did that course, 40 years ago we did a course called Evangelism Explosion. Anybody ever heard of EE? John and May would remember. <coughs> did you do the course, you guys? So it's a 16-week course, I think it was, an awesome course, but um, you learned all these scriptures. So Amelia gets up randomly on the Saturday morning and says, what do you remember about those scriptures? So I remembered a few things. And a couple. I said, I'll just look it up online. And she said, no, no, I want you to, want you to see what you can remember. So I remembered a few of them and bits and pieces because I'd, I'd actually continually used it over the years in sharing the gospel. But there was a lot that I'd forgotten, so <coughs> it was interesting. So then I went online and found out all the bits that I missed out. And uh, I said to Amelia that morning, I said, wouldn't it be good if we could, if there was an opportunity somewhere along the line to share some of this stuff with the church to help equip us to share the gospel? Because um, there's certain portions of the scriptures that we need to know if we're going to be effective in sharing our faith. And so EE was, was uh, brilliant for that. So remember last time uh, I spoke, I, I think I talked about the importance of our testimony. So when we testify, <coughs> what, I tr what I try and do when I give my testimony is uh, to try and finish it off by something like, um, and because of that, now I know that if I'm going to die, if I die, I'm going to go to heaven. And then I try and go lead the, into that question. The first question is, these are, there's two diagnostic questions in the EE. And one, the first one is, if you were to die tonight, would you be sure of going to heaven? And a lot of people answer differently, but a lot of them have a similar one, similar answer saying, oh, I didn't know you could be sure. Oh, I, I don't know if anybody would know that. And, uh, you know, my own background is that I certainly couldn't be sure that I was going to heaven when I died. So I share that in my testimony that it, I wasn't sure that if I died I was going to go to heaven and therefore I was scared of dying. A lot of people are scared of dying. Do you know that? A lot of people are scared of dying because of what's on the other side. They don't know what's on the other side. So... Once we get into that first question, then the next question is, well, first of all, uh, if you don't know, did you know, did you know that the Bible says these things are written that you might know that you have eternal life? Oh, really? So you can know for sure. That's true. I know for sure that if I die tonight, I'm going to heaven. Not because I'm good enough, but because I know what Christ has done for me. Amen? And that's why I say, Lord, today restore to me the joy of your salvation. Because it's such a miracle. Now somebody could take a sinner like me and transform him and uh, make me clean and say that now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the next question is, uh, well, after sharing that and saying, look, would you like me to share with you how I know I have eternal life and how you can have it too? 
if they say yes, then you say, well, there's one more question I want to ask you. If you were to die today, I hope you don't, but if you did, and God said to you, why should I let you into my heaven, what would you say? What would you say? People say, well, I've tried to do my best. I, you know, I do that, uh, that uh, charity every year, you know. I, I, I go to church, you know. I do that Christmas children's shoebox thing every year. And most people, their answer is in what I can do to get into heaven. Before I get into the rest of it, because I want to go into five points, <coughs> because Dennis has been doing this uh, dream, interpreting dreams, I had a dream last night. So I dreamt, I, went to he- I died and went to heaven. And St. Peter took me around and showed me. Uh, there was all these like dials on the wall everywhere. And they're like clocks with just with one hand. I said, what are these clocks? And he said, oh, they're, they're centimetres. I said, oh, centimetres. He said, yeah, everybody on earth has got one of these and every time they sin, it sort of clicks, click, click. <coughs> so I said, where's Dennis's one? <laughs> he said, oh, it's over there. And it was going click, 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 click. Fairly fast, you know. <laughs> I said, what about uh, George's one? Is that him? And George's one was going... <laughs> I said, oh, I can't see Ross's one. Where's Ross's one? I said, oh, we've, we've actually got that up in the office. That's a fan. We use it as a fan. <laughs> so is any... T- if anybody gets interpretation for that, just... <laughs> but aren't you glad that in Christ Jesus there's no longer a record of our sin? <laughs> Amen? Our sin has been washed away. There's no centimetres in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen? All those things that were against us, have been nailed to the cross. And now we have the opportunity of uh, sharing that incredible news, the good news of salvation to all those around about us. So what I want to do this morning is give you some, hopefully some practical ways of sharing your faith. So you all got a hand, just hold up your hand. Everybody got five fingers here? Most have got five, <laughs> five fingers. Very good. So usually everywhere we go, we take our hands with us. Is that right? So, <clears throat> so the first point of the gospel, that's your thumb. A- anybody ever done hitchhiking? They don't do it much these days. We've got Uber and all that sort of stuff. But back when I was 18, um, my... A couple of mates and I went to New Zealand. We hitchhiked around New Zealand. One thing about hitchhiking is it's free. <laughs> doesn't cost you anything. Have you ever noticed that? 
You don't, when, it, when you're hitchhiking and a car pulls up, you don't say, oh, how much is it going to cost me? They just say, jump in the back. We found in New Zealand uh, the most generous people were the Maoris and they'd pull up all the time and pile you in, they'd squeeze you in. And <coughs> it was an amazing time because uh, there was a time before mobile phones. There was four of us, so we'd split up into twos and we'd try and meet somewhere and <laughs> it wasn't easy because we'd be end up in other towns and you know people would drop you off at a different town and you'd try and meet up together. But anyway, heaven is a free gift. That's the first thing we've got to remember. It's absolutely free. So you use your thumb. Heaven is a hitchhiker's guide to heaven. It's free, right? Absolutely free. <coughs> By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So that's our thumb. You always got to remember your thumb is the free, heaven is a free gift. Share with people that heaven is absolutely free. Because most people answer that second question saying, well, I've been, I've tried to be a good person. I try not to swear. I've been a good parent, you know. Uh, you know, I give to charities, all that sort of, it's all about what we can do. But do you know with a gift, heaven is absolutely free. And we can't earn it. And we don't deserve it, but God offers it to us as a free gift. The next one is this finger, pointing, pointing finger. <laughs> but the, when you point your finger at somebody, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Have you ever noticed that? So the next one to remember is that the reason we can't earn our way into heaven is because we're sinners. Because we've all sinned. The Bible says we've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. So have anybody ever done archery here? When you do archery and you fire that arrow and the arrow falls short of the target, that's what sin is. Falling short of the target. Not quite making it. Have you ever tried to get there in your own effort one thing that turned me off religion when I was uh, growing up in a, in, a, in a Catholic church was the fact that I could go to I always hoped that if I died I would die on a Sunday just after confession <laughs> just after I confessed all my sins okay I'm ready to go but I had a whole week of sin <laughs> and so you know this constant effort of trying to trying to get there by being a good person was just so discouraging in the end you think what what do i even try because it's you know i'd, I'd actually go to the confession and i felt like saying to the priest ditto you know because it's same as same as last week <laughs> So heaven is a free gift. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. But God gives it to us as a free gift. Amen. The reason we can't earn it ourselves is because we're all sinners. So that's that finger pointing at our sin and realizing that everybody has sinned and fallen. Probably not as much as Ross, but we've all sinned. Amen. 
and all fall short of the glory of God. So that's why we can't save ourselves. The next one is, the biggest finger that we have is, this one reminds us that God is a big God and his love for us is so big and so great that our human understanding could never ever encapsulate it because it's so big and so amazing, his love for us. So God loves us. The Bible says God loves us with an everlasting love. Amen. God is love. And so we can rest in that fact that God loves us, but the other thing about God is that he is just. So he doesn't only just love us, but he is also a just God. So in other words, because he is just, he cannot let sin just go unpunished. He loves us, but he's also a just God, and he must punish sin because he is a just God. Wow, that's not so good news, is it? The Bible says he will not let the guilty go unpunished. So how does God solve this problem? He loves us with an incredible love. He doesn't want to punish us, but because of our sin, he must punish. He must punish sin. Well, the good news is, you ready for the good news? God brings his love and his justice together in the person of Jesus. Let's say this was a book containing all of my sins. Let's say I only sinned three times a day. Be like a walking saint, wouldn't I? If I only sinned three times a day, that would add up to a bit over a thousand sins a year. And uh, if I lived till Ross's age, that would be, uh, you know, 70, 77,000 sins I'd have to stand before God with. A lot of sins, eh? Ross's book would be much bigger than this, no doubt. <laughs> but let's say this is my book. Here's me, and there's my sin. God's up here. He loves me. He doesn't want to punish me. But he's just, and he must punish sin. So God comes down in the person of Jesus, takes upon himself all of my sin, does away with my sin completely. Now God and I can have fellowship together with that sin out of the way. Isn't that wonderful? That's the good news. That's the good news of the gospel. All we, like sheep, have gone astray, but God has laid upon him all of our sin. Isn't that outrageous? <laughs> that the God of heaven that loves us so much would love us that much to send his only son to die and take the penalty that we should have paid. He paid a debt he didn't owe. We owed a debt we couldn't pay. He paid it for us. Amen. 
So the next one is? So Jesus is the, well, we use, let's say we use this one, the ring finger. This is a good way to remember. But we are the bride of Christ, right? So your ring finger reminds you of Jesus. What he did, why he came, he came to live a sinless life, to pay the penalty for our sin and to rise again for our justification, that we might be justified. So Jesus, who is he? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. Amen. He became flesh and dwelt among us. So the next one is, so we've done four, right? So Hitchhiker's Guide to Heaven. Heaven is a free gift. We're all sinners. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. But he offers it to us as a free gift. Next one is God loves us, doesn't want to punish us, but he's just and he must punish sin. Next one is Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. So the last one, the little one, remember with the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. So remember the little finger is about faith. Faith is a key to heaven. Faith is the key to heaven. Because, you know, I might have a, a set of keys down there and there's lots of different keys that open different things, but only one key will start my car. We have, there's lots of different types of faith. We can believe, yeah, I believe God exists and lots of people believe that God exists. Even the Bible says even the devil believes and trembles. So we can believe that God exists but that's not saving faith. We can trust God for temporary earthly things, trust him for a nice day, trust him for a job, trust him for finances. But that's not saving faith. Saving faith is when we put our trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. Amen? When we, it's, it's transferring our trust from ourselves onto what Jesus has done for us. Now once we've been through, this, through these five steps with people, then we ask them a question. Are you ready? to transfer your trust from what you've been trusting in because I remember you said earlier on that you're trusting in that you've been you've tried to do your best and you're a nice person and all those things they're good but none of those things will save us so are you ready to transfer your trust let's say there's a seat here let's say there's two chairs here one chair here if I'm sitting on this chair, I'm believing that chair is going to hold me up. Now that chair may represent all of the good things that I do. Here in this other chair is Jesus and all that he has done. He died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. So what I need to do and what I did do 40 odd years ago 
I got up off this chair in all that I was trusting in and said, I'm not going to trust in them, in those things anymore. Even the Apostle Paul said, all those other things I was trusting in, I count them now as dung. And I needed to transfer my trust onto this other chair and put my total faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done. Amen. That's what salvation is all about. Transferring our trust from here to Jesus and all that he's done for us. It's a simple thing. If, if you want to... Um, I love what Julie said last week about pit stop. Church should be like a pit stop. I think it's Bathurst this weekend, is that right? Have a look at how, compared to the lap, have a look at how long a pit stop is compared to the lap. It's very quick. You come into a pit stop, you get refueled, you change the tyres, uh, do whatever needs to be done so you can get back out there and do it. That's the reason we come to church, to worship God, to fellowship together, but also get equipped to go and live our lives out there in the world where people need, need Jesus. Amen? <coughs> so, you reckon you could remember those five things? If you do forget, um, you can actually look it up. Look up EE online, Evangelism Explosion. They actually, you can um, get the tract. You can uh, download the tract and you can copy it, make copies of it and give them out to people, which is amazing. It's really... It puts it out very clearly. It's um, <coughs> just another tool in our armour to, you know, to be able to share the gospel with people. Because uh, I think a lot of the times we don't share because we're maybe afraid or we don't know what to say. But if we have in our hearts the scriptures and the reason why we're saying them, uh, it makes it a lot easier. It makes you much more confident in sharing your faith. Amen. So I'm believing that we're going to have opportunities to share our faith. We're getting equipped for the harvest. There's a harvest coming and we're getting equipped for it. Amen. And we thank you for your word last week, Julie, that encouraged us. We're in pit stop this morning, getting, <laughs> getting fueled up, getting revved up and ready to go out into, the, out into the world where God has called us. Amen. Amen. So let's just bow our heads. <coughs> Father, we thank you for your precious word that reminds us that we were lost. We were like sheep that had gone astray. But you laid upon Jesus all of our sin. And when we receive you and believe and trust in the gospel, we can have that salvation and have that assurance of eternal life so father today if there's people in this place tonight today that need to believe the gospel i pray today by that your holy spirit you'll speak to hearts and there will be salvation in the house today ask yourself that question if I were to die tonight, would I go to heaven? And if you did, what would you say to God? If you're ready to receive Jesus as Lord and Saviour this morning, 
like you just to raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I want to pray a prayer and ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. If that's you this morning, just lift your hand. If you want to give your life to Jesus, there's one hand up. 